Hello everyone, welcome to the Joker Dolphin Game Pod. I'm Mark and as always enjoyed by Matthew. Hello. And Nathan. Hey up everyone. Are we okay, boys? All good. All good, thank you. Fine, thank you. Right, shall we go straight into the news? And there's yes. quite a big event. Lots to chat about, yeah. It's quite a big event on was it Thursday? Yes, Thursday. Thursday. Yes, so it was the PlayStation Showcase. Mm-hmm. Anybody want to kick off what interests them from that? Well, or should we just stop and stop? Pretty much not the first half an hour, but we can talk about that. Not a fan of the first half? No, to be, honest, was... to be honest, there wasn't much in that for me either, but there's a few things in there. Yeah, definitely. I think the first talking point for me was the um, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic remake. Mm. I think a lot of people are excited yes. for. Yes. Judging much. on uh, Matt's comments, Matt is. Mm-hmm. Um, They've actually got some of the um, original members that made the um, original games working on it as well, so it should be should be really good. Panels report that um, Jennifer Hale is coming back to replace re, reprise her role. I should say, get the words Prize. out. Prize. Prize. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Reprise. <laughs> she's returning. There we go. Yes. Lovely. There we go. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, she's coming back um, to voice her character in the original. It was. Uh, I think it's like Bastilia or something. Um, basically, a female Jedi that you meet early on in the game. So, um, looking forward to it. See, uh, let's see what they do with it because it's going to be a remake, not a remaster. Mm, so, mm, we'll see uh, see how much they change from from the original. Whether that'll keep original fans happy or not, I'm not sure. But <laughs> the thing is, this is one game that I've always wanted to play but I, I still never did because it came out was it 360 it was first but i never obviously i never played it. i never had an xbox then mm. but everyone kept saying it was great uh, so i've always wanted to play it and now's my chance although i kind of thought do, i did hear there was this was rumored a while ago wasn't it this game um this yeah yeah but, i think I did hear that maybe they were thinking of changing some things in it, you know, to like um, update it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but that worries me because I'm like, oh, I really want to play the original one. Mm. So do I go back and play the original now or do I just wait and play this and hope it's close enough? <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah. I think we'll see. It, it depends on what, what they really changed. Like, um, I think... Uh... It was the original is very showing its age kind of thing in like some of the some of the systems well, that it had. So. On the first Xbox, I would expect <laughs> that. Yeah, the the menu system is a bit of a bit of a chore to get through. To be fair, right? I'll uh, probably just wait because maybe because I probably just don't have time to play both anyway. So, mm. but no, looking forward to that one. Mm, very much so. So it's timed exclusive on PS5, though, isn't it? Yeah, and they've not really mentioned how long it's going to be timed for, so I imagine probably six months to a year. And there was no release date, was there? No. no. You really like the original one, don't you, Matt? I love it. I I still think it's Bioware's best game. As much as I love kind of Mass Effect, I still think like the the whole morality system and what you do affects kind of the people around you and stuff was was best held in in nice little republic for me personally so 
but I could be biased. <laughs> I do no, love no. Star Wars. I think it'd be great. I think the next game that was shown off was Project Eve. Um, I don't think it was anything down Mark's, Mark's alleyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just didn't care. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw I saw a lot of booty, but and a bit of fighting, and that's about it. Yeah, let's just say there's some gratuitous shots. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does um, look, look to have that like hack and slash bayonetta style um, mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, the very um, horror-inspired creatures as well. Mm-hmm. Um, quite unique, actually. I've not seen that kind of. Style cruisers before, but yeah, like that giant thing with the eyes taking over the like space station thing that looked. Yeah, cool. that was freaky. Eyes within an eyes. Mm. <laughs> Don't think I've seen a concept like that before. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's I think it's one I'll keep my eye on uh, and see where it goes. But if it's anything like Bayonetta, um, I think it'd be pretty good. Yeah, so I think after that we saw more of Forspoken. Um, this project after you. Yeah. Um, now, when I first saw um, the trailer of this, I wasn't overly bothered, but I'm, it's starting to grow me a little bit. This one. Um, mm. I saw a cat. That's initially that's a, that's a <laughs> that's, the that's the sound point. Cats. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so we got into it. Um, it looks like the um, protagonist gets pulled into this alternate world, um, and then she's got magic. Um, the way that she traverses the world looks really awesome, and it just—it looks like a really stunning game. Mm. Um, and that's pretty much all we saw, like her being pulled into this world, fighting creatures using her, her magic powers. Um, and then they mentioned the it was sorry, yeah, the jumping around some rooftops. Um, and then they mentioned it was going to be out in spring 2022. So um, yeah, still a little bit to wait on that one yet, but. I think it's starting to come together a bit more. Mm. I still don't think it's something I might pick up, mm. but it's it was more interesting than the last game we just took. Huh? I'll give yeah. you that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for me anyway. I think somewhere around this when Forspoken got shown off as well. I think we saw a lot more of Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yes, we did. So the uh, this is pretty much Borderlands meets fantasy Dungeons and Dragons. Um, I think it was expanded upon from the, the Borderlands 2 DLC. I think that like there was something similar there with Tiny Tina. Looks fun, doesn't it? It looks fun, but it looks it, it looks it just like more Borderlands. Like I don't Is that not what you're expecting or wanted? I don't know at this point because I mean I've I've not played Borderlands 3 so I can't say much on how that plays and stuff. Um, I enjoyed the, f- the first two. Um, you know, they were incredible, like a lot of fun. Story was good. Played a little bit of the pre-sequel, and I don't know. I don't know whether it's, it's fatigue of it's the same systems over and over. It doesn't seem to be too much different. Mm. Um, although at least in this one, it looks like you know. You can use swords and, and stuff now, and you've got magic, so there's not like a. Well, I'm assuming there'll still be like set classes, but there might be more freedom to experiment with them potentially. I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, still not played any of us, so I can't possibly tell you. <laughs> Well, as we'll see. I like I like the character of Tiny Tina when she was introduced in Borderlands 2, so she yeah. seems to still be keeping that kind of um, humour coming going through into this game. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what, how it looks. Okay, so we saw Rainbow Six Extraction. More of it. Does, does this one actually interest you guys? Because I'm I'm in two minds about this one. I'm I'm probably same with you. Like I, I wanted to get into Siege. I do think Siege is a very good game. It's just, I don't know if it's kind of my style of first-person shooter. I've said this before, I've said it again. The engine is just slow. Yeah. Assuming assume, assume it's similar to what uh, Siege will be. Mm. Which it probably will be, because I assume it wants to stick to that market. Yeah. But is, but is that market going to be interested in this game? You know, because the whole sci-fi element and all that. Thing. Yeah, to me, this just seems like a bit of a zombies rip-off. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they uh, they they introduced like a, a similar mode as like a limited time in Rainbow Six Siege, I think. Um, and they must have gotten sort of good numbers from it, because otherwise, why would you then take that mode and make it into a fully fleshed game? But I don't know. I I feel like there's no. Well, obviously of that. Um, there's no hype for it. I don't know. Like no yeah. one really seems to be talking about it. So. And plus, it's it's been delayed a few times, hasn't it? Yeah. I, I think yeah. as a as a you know as part of that, people have just kind of forgotten about it. So yeah, like, it was yeah, it was definitely kind of my least favorite showing um, for the show. Just, there's nothing really unique about it. That's the thing. It's mm. just that we we've seen a zillion alien shooters. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. it's just and the Tom Clancy tag on it. What? No. <laughs> Just doesn't make any sense. Just a bit. Well, it would be Rainbow Six, isn't it? <laughs> I see it's one of those games where, like, if we played it together, we'd enjoy it for an evening, and then we'd probably forget about it. Wouldn't touch it until the next evening. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's going to be out in January 2022, so a few months to wait on that yet. But, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, it might be worth a go. We'll see what happens when it comes out. But right now, it just seems a little bit too... It's definitely not a full price game, though. No chance. Oh, no, 100% not. Oh, if it's like no. six quid, forget about it. 20 pounds buy... maximum. Yeah, I didn't even buy Siege at max. I, think I, I, can, see max. It, I can see it 30. Depends on how much content. 60 quid. Mm, Ubisoft, in it? There'll be a zillion, there'll be like six different versions of the game to begin with. Probably. Gold edition, special edition. Season pack, expansion pack. Yeah. Yep. Get a physical alien toy thing. It'll happen. Telling you. <laughs> uh, what else did we get? Alan Wake remastered. Yeah, is anybody excited for this one? I've not played the um, Alan Wake games before. I've never played it, but I, you know, I know it's got a following. That's for sure. I think people have been wanting this for quite a while, haven't they? Yeah, it's got a bit this of a is... bit of a cult following. So this is made by Remedy as well, who did Control. Yep, Control, Quantum Break. Now. Just basing it purely off this trailer, I have to say, graphically, I thought it looked quite bad. I know it's a remaster, yeah, but I was still mm. expecting it to look better than what it was. Well, people seem to think it might be just the PC port that they've just kind of thrown over to the PS5. Right. So it definitely looked like it was still an Xbox 360 game. Mm. 
graphically, it still looked dated. Mm. But then it's not all about graphics, is it? It's all about no. I quite agree. Playing. I quite agree, but I still expect it to look better than that. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, but just seems like, to. as Matt said, I think they've just ported it over, and then it's probably just a bit of a cash grab. Yeah. People wanted it, so here you go. We'll just oh, give you it. the easiest version. Yeah, that comes out October the 5th. Mm. So the next thing we saw was GTA 6. No, I'm only joking. It's GTA 5 again. Uh, oh, this man. When this Skip. came up. Skip. I don't want to talk about it. It's true. It's like, why won't you die? Updated graphics. Don't care about that. Seamless character switching. Don't care about that. On PS5, on the PS4 version, that's pretty much quick enough as it is now. Yeah, exactly. It's we don't just... need this. There was we nothing, don't want this. There was nothing in that trailer that showed anything new whatsoever. No. I thought they said they were going to have updated graphics, but it didn't look... I couldn't see no, it, didn't it, look it anything, seemed did it? updated. No. And do you know the, the ending bit where it showed you, like, the online, and then he yeah. went, he walked up to the window and all the yeah. stuff all the blowing up outside and all it that? It was like a free guy advertisement. No, but that, that's the exact same thing that happened at the end of the original GTA Online trailer back in the day. Oh, it was, wasn't it? There was like a like a jet flies flying yeah. by and stuff. But now they've just got, oh, now we've got flowing cars. This is the update. What a load of nonsense. About like 100 seconds of my life I'll never get back. And they've um, delayed it as well. Yeah. March 2022. How? So, yeah. <laughs> delayed How the delayed? same thing. You've delayed a completed game. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, so stupid absolutely oh. i think i think someone on twitter as well um pointed out it's it's pretty much almost exactly 10 years since the launch trailer for gta 5 like the original launch trailer. Oh. it's like jesus christ 10 it's years like it's <laughs> i mean it's just that all that money it's the thing is, if you made something and it started creating all this money for you would you bother making anything else hasn't they and that's what's happened. Well, that's it. Well, they made Red gone. Dead at some point. Just gone. It's, it's getting the most money for the most minimal amount of effort. Yeah, but it took seven years to develop Red Dead before online True. really got into the well, what it became, really. But yeah, let's move on. Yep. Ghostwire Tokyo. Hmm. This looks scary and trippy. I can't. I don't know, Wes. It's it's one of those games where I don't think it looks that scary. But to me, it was just yeah. like Slender Man everywhere. Yeah, but they were holding umbrellas, so they were, I thought they looked quite funny. Yeah. <laughs> like there was that floating thing, like with like the like robes on the stuff that looked pretty creepy. But yeah, I'll give you that. That was creepy. But then it looks like they just was it kung fu or something? Like they just kept slapping them or something? Because it's <laughs> yeah. taken, it's from a first person view, isn't it? <laughs> I don't know, he's using magic you... or some yeah, sort of powers when yeah. he's doing that. Well, has this been done? I think this got announced ages ago, didn't it? Yeah, I think um, it... I think I read somewhere it had been recently delayed to spring 2022. But they didn't say that in the trailer. Right. Yeah, another one is... for 2022. <laughs> and this is one of the... Is this a Bethesda one? Yes. So, yeah. yeah, this is one of the time this exclusives. This is the exclusives, yeah. Yeah. Along with Deathloop. Mm. Which, uh, yet again, we got saw another trailer for. Yeah. Which we, we seem to be getting one every other day. This That's time. it. I'm like, it's it's mm. going to be out in a few days. 
is it Tuesday? Is it Tuesday? It'll be yeah, released, released yeah. date of this pod. Yeah. Like, why do we need another death loop? Maybe it's just to push it that last bit. But do you yeah, think people have lost interest in this game as well? What death loop? Yeah, I don't think there's much hype. I don't hear much hype about it. I know other people who've played it quite like it. Yeah, I think it's for me. It's, there's been so many different um, trailers for it. Yeah, it's just like give it to me. I'm sick of seeing trailers on every single event for this game. Yeah, we'd be saturated with trailers. Yeah, yeah. So, I do think they they revealed a little bit more story details though about like what is pretty much happening in in this world. I said the beginning of that trailer it didn't look like Deathloop. No, to be honest. <laughs> no, initially like, it didn't. No. Yeah. It was like it was like, uh, Eon, wasn't it? The the company. I was like, oh, where's this going? And once the guy chimed in, like, shut up. I was like, oh wait, no, it's Deathloop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah here we go again. Here we go. <laughs> it was interesting because I think uh, I don't know if uh, this wasn't shown off in in the trailers, but I think uh, information that's come out kind of since is that you can actually play this single player and the rival assassin doesn't have to you don't have to have someone else come in they'll just be i think they're just played as like a npc sort of thing yeah i'd prefer that that can be you don't have to have someone come in and interrupt you it's bad enough in things like watchdogs get people invading your games Mm. like stay out of my game it's my game (laughs) uh yeah um we had another Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. Mm. Mm. So we saw that at um, one of the three events originally, I think. Yeah. Um, it, it looked good then. Um, I'm liking the look of it now. That space dog is so cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just a stickler for the animals. Yeah. You know it's Russian? I don't care what nationality it is. <laughs> I was just saying it was Russian. <laughs> <laughs> didn't say it was like a slight against it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bit of information that I might need one day at a pub quiz. Um, have you guys got any thoughts on Guardians of the Galaxy? Graphically, it looks really nice. I think style-wise, it's, it's, uh, it looks looks pretty good. I don't think the humour of the trailer really caught me, though. Yeah, I was going to mention the same thing. It didn't really hit. Um, yeah, like the whole like when Star Lord's like faking a heart attack. Faking a heart attack. Like, yeah. It's like, why? I just didn't get it. Let's <laughs> mm, see. Maybe not in this trailer, but I think in the the other previous one. I think. Yeah, I think, it did show better. I think mm. the first trailer for me was showed better on the like the what the humor of the game is going to be about and stuff. Um, mm. It's just. This trailer, this this was more of a like more of a, like a story trailer. Like these, yeah. this cult of truth seems to be the big bad guys of the game, and yeah, um, some of the gameplay stuff looks good. I think if I recall, you you're actually only playing the Star Lord, and like everyone yeah. else is like, yeah, you can yeah, you sort decide of their like actions and stuff. But yeah, it's like a kind of like a sort of weapon wheel. Yeah, where you pick what each person does in a mid fight. Okay. But I still think this is still got coming out in October, isn't it? What is it? October. Yes. Can't remember the exact date. No, I can't remember. But but that was the original date announced a while ago, mm-hmm. and that previous trailer I thought had some graphical issues in terms of in mid fight. 
Yeah, it did look Yeah, good. yeah. No, this so, one looks, looks better in terms of like frame rate stuff. I, I don't know because I, mm, it should a little a little bit of the final. <laughs> I just, uh, I don't know. I think I think it needs might need delaying a bit, but who am I to judge? Well, can't be any worse than Avengers. So. No, I guess not. Right, I think after Guardians, we got some little bits of gameplay from Vampire the Masquerade, Blood Hunt, the uh, the vampire multiplayer game. <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's set in Amsterdam by the looks of it, with all the weird uh, lights. Yeah, it could be. Um, the typically, I think, from what I know about the the actual whole series, is mainly in America. I'm a bit surprised if it was in Amsterdam. Um, some of the power, powers looked interesting. Uh, I think it's I think it's something that's going to be coming to console later in the year. I think at the moment it's out on PC as like a bear at the moment. Um, this is free to but, play. Yeah, I think it's free to play. So um, I think I'll I'll give it a try at some point because I'm always interested in vampire games. But whether it's any good or not, I'll have to find out. <laughs> What I thought was pretty interesting about it is that it showed off like different species and different like it, it's kind of as if yeah. like you got a choice, didn't you, between two different options per like species or something. I don't know what that. Yeah, one look, yeah, yeah. There's like there's different um, I suppose sub uh, factions of, of vampires, so uh, could be good. Well, let's see. Um, what did we all think about the next thing that was shot off? There was something that's called Kid A slash Kid um, Amnesia. So, uh, uh, Somewhere like yeah. It So this is some weird Radiohead marketing game thing, I think. Yeah, from from where it's, from what I've read, uh, it's some sort of like virtual exhibition um, based on their like. Well, I think Kid A is is like an album they did. I think. Yeah, and, and these are the other one. This is the other one. Okay. Yeah. So um, put them together. Yeah, it's a partnership between Radiohead and Epic, um, and coming in November. Don't know what it's going to be about. Um, I have no clue. <laughs> yeah, about Radiohead, wasn't it? Mm. When that trailer started, it's like, oh, this is a new horror game. That's what I thought. I thought in, initially uh, I was intrigued by. It. I was like, "Oh, this this looks to be could be pretty cool. Like maybe like a VR horror game." And then once I mentioned like Radiohead, I was like, "Oh, okay, it's, oh, it's, some it's, music. Yeah, it's a glorified <laughs> music video." Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Well, the the last of the first half, as as Nathan would would put it, um, was a game that was called Tachia. Or was it Chia? I thought it was cheer. It could I'm be a, cheer. I might be wrong. Yeah, I but, think it had a T at the start, so it'd be cheer. Yeah, I'd say. T T C H I A. Cheer. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like the first like 30 seconds of cringe when they start singing, I'm like, no, I'm not here for this. It was it pretty much just like Moana in game four, I think. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it looked interesting because it seems like in terms of the gameplay, you can like go into the animals and then control them, and that yeah. allows you to do certain mm. things within the island. And then it seems like the big bad in this game is like some sort of a cult, maybe, or 
tribe. Or a tribe of witches or something. Don't know too much about them. I like but... the front streamers, though. Like, they're, yeah. a, they're a Ring of Honor fan. <laughs> it, <laughs> looks, <laughs> it looks quite delightful, I think, you know. That's like a nice game. Like, one you, one you for the kids, isn't it? And then the end when she struck the crab. And add a little heart sign from Instagram. Enjoy yes. that. <laughs> yeah, he did. He did like it. All right, then we, we move on to what Nathan would call the second half of the show. The good half. Here we yeah. are. So this is where we kicked off with the PlayStation Studio stuff. Mm. And we opened up with a very interesting one. Didn't we? The Uncharted remaster. Yes. PC. Mm. Is this even needed? No. Ooh, no, because we <laughs> we've had it on PS4. We don't we don't need it again. Now, I've I've played Uncharted 4, but I've not played Lost Legacy yet. Unless this is a free upgrade, I'm not going to play this version of it. I doubt it. No. Well, yeah, this is the I, I doubt it as well because it's going to be a collection, isn't it? Mm. Yes, the Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection. I see what they did there with that title. Nah, yeah. Those cheeky buggers. Yep. Um, I mean, this is great for me because I've not played any of the Uncharted games before. So, I th- really? Yeah, yeah. I thought you might have played at least one of them. No, it's, it's not a series I've ever gotten into. So, I think I'll definitely pick this up, play it in the best way it can be played. Oh, the get best the visuals. So. Yeah, get the Drake collection. Start with that. I think um, that was on PlayStation Plus. Um, at one point that I downloaded, so there already you go. got it. There you go. Oh, the one with the first three. Yeah, yeah. And then Uncharted falls on the um... PlayStation Plus collection. Yeah, that's the one. That's yeah. Also, yeah. So already got them. Well, there you go. You're all set. Well, I want that sweet physical edition, though. That's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> As Matt rolls his eyes. <laughs> you and the physical stuff. So. Physical, physical. Anyway. That's what I sing to myself in the mirror every evening. That's I'm sure. Oh, that sounds okay. weird. Right, let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's do it. I suppose it's good, though, because it is coming for PC. So, you know, everyone that hasn't got PlayStation got a PC gets to, gets to play these. Yeah, well, no, games, so. no one's got a PS5 anyway, have they? So. No. Only us, we're the only ones. Yeah. yeah. Just, Just three in existence. No wonder we can't get pro club games. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> And then um, I think after Uncharted, we got a. Um, this was an interesting one. We got a trailer for Wolverine, which I think mm. was a bit of a curveball. I didn't yeah. know Insomniac were working on this. Mm. Yeah, so I threw up the Insomniac logo and then the Marvel logo. Mm. I thought, oh, Spider Man. Like, oh, Spider Man 2. Yeah. And then there's just a bar with people on the floor, I'm like, Spidey, what you done? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the lash, Spider. Spies on the lash. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's aged a bit. But yeah, now then. Yeah, the claws oh, came out. It's not like Logan to beat up a bar full of people, is it? It's, it's very nah, nah, Yeah. yeah. I kind of knew it was as soon as it did, like, you know, the, 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 the shot where you see behind him, but like, that looks very yeah. Logan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's pretty much all we got. Like, we're not quite sure what kind of game it's going to be. I mean, I hope it's going to be some sort of like an open world style, a bit like what they did with. Um, Spider-Man. I imagine it probably will be. I can't imagine what else it would be. But so what the story's going to be? Oh, well, actually saying that, because it's not going to be in a city, is it? I don't think. 
Hmm, would a Wolverine open world game work? I mean, he's got a bike, hasn't he? So. Yeah. I wonder if there's something just kind of similar to Ratchet and Clank, just kind of mm. that kind of style, but with good combat and uh, Wolverine, good story. Wolverine, a rift apart. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's we'll not see. a whole lot to go on that one, is there? No. Well, we'll see it for about six years anyway. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but oh, no. Could suddenly be the next game they make. <laughs> I just think that trailer got ruined slightly by having the Insomniac and Marvel logo at the, at the start. Yeah, it was. I think, a... it, should, I think it should have been after it. Yeah. So you completely. Oh, but I think but it's it's like a. What was it? It draws you in once you see Insomniac and Marvel, because then you think, oh well, it's me, the Spider-Man. Oh no, it's actually someone else. I think, yeah, I think yeah, but then they like went that. on to do something else, didn't they? So. Oh yeah, but they hit that a little bit better. <laughs> but anyway, after that one, we moved on to Gran Turismo Seven. Is it? Is yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Gran Turismo Seven. No, no, you guys aren't massive on Gran Turismo. No, I don't. I don't like um, simulation races. I know I like the cars look yeah. nice as always, but. I'm not a fan of simulators, but as the as the trailer went on, I thought, oh, there might be something here because there seems to be a lot more variation than in previous Gran Turismo games mm. for me, anyway. Yeah. So I mean, Gran Turismo is always one of those games where I've, I've greatly admired them, but I've never loved them. Mm. Mm. They're just a bit dry. I think it's one of those. Well, previous ones has been it's a game that's sacrificed fun for simulation. Yeah. And you know I like simulation games. You know I love simulation games, but they've always got some element of fun to them. I found, mm-hmm. whereas I've never really found that in Gran Turismo game because they, you are so limited when you start the game. Mm. It's like you've got so little money, you've got to buy this clapped-out junk piece of crap car. You've got to do the same race about fifteen times to a, with that same car on the same track to accumulate just a bit more money to then get something slightly less crap. And you never end up with the Aston Martin or anything like that. Yeah, unless or you've, you've got, yeah, you've got to proper it. grind it. Whereas yeah. a game like Forza, you, you know, you realistically, you get some really good cars early yeah. on, can't you? Definitely with, like, Horizon. And plus, there's, there's all that variation to it. Probably different Horizon. types of races. Yeah. Well... But it looks like this has kind of taken that model on from what we saw from like the overworld with all the different icons in the map. So it looks yes. like there is going to be some sort of an overworld that you drive around and then you do certain challenges and it seems like there's a good variation of cars. So there's like supercars, hypercars that I'd never even knew existed. It looks so futuristic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like boy racer cars like Nissan Skylines and things like that. And... Um, but yeah, it looked it looks it looked good for yeah. a Gran Turismo game, anyway. Hmm. Mm. But ah, that competing against Forza, Forza Horizon Five. Yeah, I know. Because that looks good. That looks really good. It does. It, for everything they put into that game, it it looks amazing. But now this one just looked good. This comes uh, March the fourth, twenty twenty two, and then we return. To Marvel. Mm. So, as a resident Spidey person, yes. thoughts, Matthew? Uh, they, they, there's like, I feel like there's no limit for for some record what they could do with this game, honestly. Um, 
I I don't know if it'll be co-op because we do, we do see obviously see both Miles and Peter Spider-Man, together. Yeah. Uh, Peter and Ma- Miles do kind of combine at one point to beat up a, a thug, and then obviously they both look down at uh, down a dark alley, wondering what's what could be down there, and then some scary some scary man that's hopefully not Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. Tom Holland. <laughs> yeah, not Tom Holland. <laughs> Uh, that, that's the multiverse. Yeah. It went down the wrong path and kept the venom yeah. suit or something. Um, <laughs> or they could, they could very well somehow, <laughs> they could somehow meet. I don't know in the next film. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, they they end up seeing venom in uh, in the alleyway. Whereas Me? I think the also the so there's obviously like a monologue going on kind of in the trailer as well, which I think belongs to uh craven the hunter i think yeah, i've i've heard it sounded that. very much like craven yeah. um but There's yeah um, he might be hunting both venom and the spider dudes well i could do because uh he's he, he doesn't want to be disappointed anymore wants to find his equal and then he gets mm. answered by venom yeah. saying that they will so no really looking forward to see what they can do with the story because it was it was teased sort of at the end of both Spider-Man and Miles Morales that um, Harry Osborne is well. Spoilers. Well, it's too late now. I've said it. <laughs> yeah, it's way too late. I've said it. Um, Harry Osborne's doing something, and we'll just cut into that. Uh, <laughs> but he's he's getting experimented on with the symbiote by his father. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where where they take this this story. Um, I kind of hope it's again like an original story where they get the kind of freedom to do what they want, have pulling the villains that they want and stuff. But I would be interested to see if they do announce whether there's going to be some sort of co-op in it or not. I think there is going to be co-op. Otherwise, I don't think they would have shown off Peter and Miles together. I'm not so sure because I think it might work similar to the way it worked in um, they did it in Batman Arkham Knight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there were certain areas in which um, both you both kind of play as Batman, and then yeah. one of the Bat family would be there helping you. You could switch between them and do like co-op moves together as well. Yeah, there's like a button prompt to yeah. do a certain move, weren't there? Um, it probably works similar to that. Well, that's going in 2023. Mm. Very long time away. Mm. But yeah. I think we're allowed to give them that time. Well, that's it. We've only just had Miles about a year ago, so... Yeah. Don't forget Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. That was, that was literally like... And what, now, obviously, they're going to have... Ago? Obviously, they're going to have uh, Wolverine on the go as well. Yeah. That's what makes me think that Wolverine might become before Spider-Man, though. Because they'll, they'll have, like, two teams now, won't they? I think it'll come after Wolverine. Mainly because we, we didn't see much of... Wolverine and plus they got a lot of the engine for Spider-Man largely ready haven't they? True we'll see. I think they're going to have to change, up, change it up for Wolverine quite a bit I would imagine Just use the Ratchet and Clank engine <laughs> And then we moved on to one, was this the final game? I think it was wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it, was. it was the final one So we finally got to see some of God of War Ragnarok the first time it actually got officially announced as the title. I mean, yeah. Because mm. everyone assumed I it. Kinda, we, I think we kind of Yeah, knew everyone it assumed it, but it was never officially said. But yeah. Mm. Oh, God, this looks good. 
So I, oh, God, yeah. indeed. Um, <laughs> teenager Treyas, for one. Yeah, this is one thing. I'm not sure. I'm, I, don't, I don't know if he's quite a teenager. At well, least yeah. 12, 13 years old. Well, his voice has changed. Yeah. That's for sure. Oh, I don't know whether his voice fit his character model. I don't know. But I I don't know if you saw these, but um, on, I don't know if it was PlayStation or anything like that, but on one of the Twitter feeds, like it might have been Santa Monica Studios, they released some like pictures. And it's still yeah. the kid. It's still the kid who was in the first one doing this, apparently. But he sounded very different. Unless he's grown up very much in the, or it's just his face model. I don't know. And changed. Well, the it has, voice. It has been. It has been a few years. Well, it came out twenty eighteen, didn't it? The game. Well, voices can break in three years. No, I I quite agree. But he sounds very different. I thought. But maybe if it's still him, fair enough. Yeah, I, I really like the look of this. In terms of the combat that we saw, it's more of what we enjoyed. Um, we got to see a lot of the Blades of Chaos being used, and mm. I don't think we saw any of the um, Leviathan Axe. Yes, we did. Did we? We, we did. Mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing that. Yeah, we did. Don't worry. It's uh, there. Yeah, there was a part where I would he charges be, it up. Yeah, I would be angry if that wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, and then it looks like Atreus has got like some new powers where he can like conjure like yeah like see through animals or something yeah he sat on some he he could do that in the the first one yeah you can can like you can summon yeah he can summon projections i don't know if he ever ruled any of them yeah now he seems to be interacting with them yeah Mm. like he was was sat on i I don't know it was like a goat i think yeah something like that and he was just charging through people yeah so we found a bit out about the story didn't we so it looks like atreus and um Kratos are going to have to go and try and find Tyr, the god of the Norse god giant. of war. Was it? Is he a giant? Yeah, he was a giant, wasn't it, I think. I can't remember. Well, he looked big, put it that way. Yeah, well, Tyr was the one who. Um, he did the Tyr's He's got the yeah. eyes, isn't he? Mm. So he was going around annoying Zeus. Not Zeus. Who's the big. Who's the main god? I forgot now. Odin. Yeah. Odin, that's the one. Sorry. <laughs> Mixing gods up. Uh, Thor's in it, of course, which we yeah. got mm. of at the end of the last one, if he did a particular thing. But he's a fat Thor. Yeah, they showed the uh, pictures of him. You can see he's, uh, yeah. he's a w, big lad. W Thor. Big fan. There's, there's already okay. people on Twitter not happy about it. <laughs> well, well, apparently this is closest to the other way he's described in Norse mythology. Uh, I'm down for it. Yeah, but you know what Marvel's done. Yeah, Skewed it's, people's... It's not Chris Hemsworth. Oh... Get over it. Come on. Hey, well, it were in... Went... Um, oh, what was it? Oh, goodness, the name eludes me. That film where after Thanos does the snap... Endgame. Endgame Part 2, was it? Or was it Endgame. Called Endgame? No, it's just yeah. Endgame. Right, they're taking yeah, the body structure from Endgame. Yeah, when he's in... He's the Thor that played too much Fortnite. Yeah, when he's in the fat suit, yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Just imagine that version. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. Oh, but I'm really looking forward to this. And this has got the um, the one camera for Giga. Yeah. So, yeah. that'd be cool. New game director. So it's not Corey. Mm. So you weren't coming back. He was exhausted, weren't he? After the first one or something. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's pretty honest. But uh, apparently it's a bit of a tradition for God of War games. They always tend to like rotate their directors. Mm. So, fair enough. There was a bit of sad news as well regarding God of War. 
Yes. The um, I forgot what his name was, but the the developer who actually George came up. George Morley. Yeah, the one who came up with the mechanics of the the Firefinex and Vulture passed away. Yeah. That's sad. But it will live on in the next game. That's it. That's made news. Yeah. Made one of the best weapons in gaming history. 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 <laughs> Possibly one of the most satisfying weapons as well, because it just feels amazing when it comes back to you and you just smashing mm, things up. It's great. Oh, I'm glad to see Mamiya back. Yeah, <laughs> he always had to come up with his witty yeah. comment. Yeah. Well, I've seen that that will look anywhere. <laughs> so good. Can't wait. So Can't looking wait. forward to it. Yeah, definitely. Showcase, wasn't it? Overall, I thought it was quite good. Showcase. I think it, they clearly made it top ever at the end. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, definitely. But there were a few decent bits early on. But yeah, yeah I think some nice surprises. But it it did make you think. I'm so glad I've got a PS5. Yeah, definitely. For what's coming up, 100%. Spider-Man 2, God of War, Wolverine, even Gran Turismo a little bit. Um, not to mention Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah, time exclusive, yeah. yes. Lots to look forward to. Mm, very good. Okay, should we move on to other stuff? Mm. I suppose uh, I suppose you guys might have read about the whole controversy around Sony's decision with um, mm. Horizon Forbidden West. Yes. Yeah. Or um, very a bit. Silly. Because <laughs> they originally announced, didn't they, that it was going to be, you, you're going to get a free upgrade, PS4 to PS5. Yeah. That's the gist of it all. Originally it was, yeah. And then didn't they announce, there was, there was something like five different versions, weren't there? That they ended up announcing. Yeah, yeah. There was I like, can't remember them all. Um, I think there was like there was like a standard edition for PS4 and PS5, and then there was like a uh, like an well, upgraded edition. Yeah, on, let me just read. So this was what was they put on the website. It says for players looking to have access to both the PS4 and PS5 versions of Horizon Forbidden West, please purchase the digital deluxe collectors or regalia editions. Dual entitlement does not apply to the standard and special editions. That was it, yeah. And of course, everyone were up in arms because they, they actually said, Jim, uh, Jim Ryan, mm. like previously said, it will definitely be a free upgrade. And then yeah. it turned out they've locked it behind all this nonsense. And it turns out that in order to get that upgrade, you would have to have spent at least $80. It's like, no, 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 no. But then they updated it, didn't they? Yes. They, uh, well, they, they backed off from their original decision and, and have now made the standard editions available to upgrade to. So. Yeah, so Jim, Jim Ryan, he came out with another statement, and this is what he said. Thursday was to be a celebration of Horizon Forbidden West and the amazing team at Gorilla working to deliver it on February the 18th, 2022. However, it's abundantly clear that the offerings we confirmed in our pre-order kickoff missed the mark. Miss the mark? Mm. You mean just intentionally try to swing? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's more what it was. Uh, last year, we made a commitment to deliver free upgrades for our cross-gen launch titles, which included Horizon Forbidden West. While the pandemic's profound impact pushed Forbidden West out of the launch window, we initially envisioned we will stand by our offer. Players who purchase Horizon Forbidden West on PlayStation 4 will be able to upgrade to the PlayStation 5 version for free. I also want that. This is an interesting part worth noting 
I also want to confirm today that moving forward, PlayStation first-party exclusive cross-gen titles, newly releasing on PS4 and PS5, both digital and physical, will offer a $10 digital upgrade option from PS4 to PS5. This will apply to the next God of War and Gran Turismo 7, and any other exclusive cross-gen PS4 and PS5 title published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. So I'm glad they've set this all out, at least. And made it well, clear. At least we know now, yeah, definitely. And I'm glad they've mentioned God of War because in them saying that, it's making me think it's going to come out fairly soon. That just slightly worried me that that's going to be a PS4 title as well. Is that going to diminish the PS5 version? I hope not. But saying that, I could say that for a lot of these games, I guess. Can we? Mm. But no. Glad they've changed their minds, but shouldn't have done it to begin with. No, exactly. Let's be yeah. quite honest. Yeah. Anything else? Yeah, some more Sony news. It's pretty Sony heavy this this week, isn't it? Um, so Sony have acquired Fire Sprite, mm. um, a new developer, into their PlayStation Studios arm. Um, so this developer has worked on the Playroom VR, um, run sack by run, Wipeout VR. They had some um, did some work on that, um, and they worked on like the general Playroom for the PlayStation. So um, it only seems not right but it seems like a good fit that they are now becoming first party studio for, for Sony um, judging on what they've worked on previously it's just making me think that they're going to be working on a new VR experience for the next generation PSVR so uh, it looks like that's ramping up now due to the acquisition and I'm looking forward to actually knowing when it's going to be out because um, I want to start playing some of my VR games and it not be so clunky. Yeah. Well, apparently that studio is actually made of most of the Liverpool studio that mm. um, Sony had actually closed down in 2012. So makes you wonder what was the point in closing them down in the first yeah. place. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah. A couple of sources uh, have claimed that Game Boy and Game Boy Color games will be coming to Nintendo Switch. Sorry, Nintendo Switch Online in the near future, um, which can only be uh, good news. Um, but let's see which ones they they do add in. Got a feeling that you probably, probably won't be seeing any any of the old Pokemon games. I don't think. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's it. I don't think we'll see anything like that. Um, one thing that would be really really nice to see. I mean, it's quite irrelevant, but Maybe a um, a Pokemon Green port for Western audiences. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mine seems like that. Yeah, but there's so many games they could put on it. I mean, to be honest, I think with the NES and SNES offerings that they've got right now, it's, it has got a little bit stale. Um, and the games that they do put onto mm. that to those consoles via the Switch of they're not the best. Let's face it. I mean, there are some good games on there. Don't get me wrong. Mm. Yeah, they they do seem to add quite some of the some of like the lesser known games, um, which I, I I think is a pretty good idea because then it opens it up to a new new audience that have never played those games, like some games that never made it out of Japan or mm. like US only could be interesting. Um, but yeah, let's see when uh, see when that will be when it comes to it. Yeah, with any luck, there'll be Tetris. So. Um... When Mark eventually comes over to the Nintendo side, it's never gonna happen. <laughs> um, then I'll be ready for him. You know what? You know what? I could do for Game Boy One. You could do the uh, the Metal Gear Solid port that was on there. 
Ooh, God. Ooh. <laughs> I might tempt him. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, Spider-Man's been added to the roadmap for Marvel Avengers for PlayStation only. So when's that? According to this, will be in the autumn winter for this year. They've not given an exact date, and the roadmap is fairly big. <laughs> yeah, it, they've just planted it on there. Yeah. But they have confirmed him for this year, so... The, the same this year. Still can't say, but I don't think. Last. Maybe that's when I'll finally go back to see the Avengers and see what it's like. Yeah. Other than that, I've only got one piece. That was basically the FA and Microsoft have agreed a partnership between the Xbox brand and the England national team. And well, that just standing. well, that just means they're going to put Xbox on boards around the pitch that's all that means surely well from what Xbox i've read branded right. england shirt <laughs> yeah um from so what i read apparently <laughs> they've, they've said something about they they want to they, they want to commit to some sort of grassroots gaming campaign whatever that means i'm not sure um just words whether that it. helps with grassroots football as well i don't know but i suppose we'll see it's, it's interesting that Xbox would would uh, would sponsor a, a national team, especially England. You'd think it'd be like USA or something. We'll see. We'll we'll see whenever whenever PlayStation um, sponsors Germany. <laughs> Let's continue that rivalry. <laughs> now this actually happened before the last pod, but this is but I had to talk about this because it's just too damn funny. Okay, so have you heard of a guy called Soldier Boy? Yes. Yes. Right. Okay, so Soldier Boy is an American rapper, and he's become quite prominent in recent years in terms of video games because he's been trying to break into the video game market. Uh, now, in December 2018, he tried to launch a console called the Soldier Game Console, which was pretty much a glorified and overpriced emulator. Uh, the, co- the console looks remarkably like an Xbox One S, and with a dual co- shot controller. Okay, and he just looked like a proper knockoff piece of tap. <laughs> And he also tried to do like a handheld console, uh, which, of course, was quite similar to a Game Boy, unsurprisingly. And, and he, was, he was adamant like, from a legal standpoint that he was in the clear. And he even stated that anyone who thinks Nintendo is going to sue me, you're retarded. He uses the word. Yeah. Okay. So not very nice. But guess what happened? Uh, so if you know anything about Nintendo, they take their intellectual property rights quite seriously. Yeah. Uh, so that that whole thing was put to an end by them. Uh, but then he kept up the facade and he said that he was planning he was planning something else. And then in January 2019, he said Fortnite was coming to his new console, which Epic then quickly shot down. Uh, and the following month, he announced a new handheld website called Soldier Boy Electronics, which again was short-lived. And the thing is, some people actually pre-ordered these things. From his original website. So this was four months after the original announcement. And nobody had received anything. And there was no updates about it. So yeah, that went good. And then he seemed to disappear for quite a bit. You know, seemingly admitting defeat. And hopefully to think about how much of an idiot he is. Uh, but then he returned in February this year. And he tweeted the following. Building a new console from scratch. All new design. All new games. All new deals. Let's make history. And a few days later, he released a picture of said console, uh, which was pretty much looked exactly the same as the one that he announced 
of the year. Uh, once again, this failed miserably and he went away again. But you can't keep a good fool down, can you? And he's back. And this, this is the cherry on top of it all. So in an Instagram live stream, he announced, well, he said this. This is direct transcript from his Instagram live stream. He said, they signed me to a deal to Atari. Big shout out to Atari, the whole staff. I'm about to revamp the company. We're going to take Atari to the next level. Everyone go follow at Atari. I am now the owner of Atari. I own the video game company Atari. And then he went back to show himself like wearing an Atari t-shirt and one of these stupid cap things that rappers wear. Was it snapbacks? That's what they're called, aren't they? And okay. that was emblazoned with Atari. And then he continued with this perler. He said, they were real proud of me with what I did with the Soldier Boy game console. You know what I'm saying? I blew, I blew Soldier Boy gaming up. We're about to sell the company for like something like $140 million. So Atari reached out and I just signed a deal with Atari. I signed two deals with Atari. I'm the owner. And then he did some daft pose. And first rapper to own a video game company. And that's where that ended. So, okay, let's 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 unwrap all that for a bit. So first thing he insists that his game company is valued at $140 million. Of all this failed attempts. I he's, he's $140. Yeah, he's a, a few sandwiches short of a picnic. And then, of course, he's claiming to own Atari. And then, of course, the, the internet collectively just went, no, you don't. Uh, and then Atari, unsurprisingly, tweeted the following. We know that CEO of Atari is a dream job, but that honour belongs to Wade Rosen. And let's just say Soldier Boy did not take this very well. And he did another Instagram live stream where he just went on a foul mouth tirade against Atari. And between all the swear words, he was saying things like, I was making millions of my console and Atari picked up the phone and came to me. Like, okay. And he said, I'm going to show you the contract they signed with me. And he went, boom. And he threw the contract up on screen. And he started saying stuff like, oh, like it's one million Atari shares and a bunch of other incoherent stuff. But then, if you actually look at the contract and what was offered on it, if you actually read it, it wasn't one million Atari shares. It's one million Atari tokens, which is Atari's attempt at a cryptocurrency. <laughs> So what the deal actually was, was that Soldier Boy was paid in this failed Atari cryptocurrency for his marketing services, and he thought he now owned the company. Wow. And then pretty he much, himself a better lawyer, I think. Yeah, and then the internet pretty much ridiculed him. But that's not all. On August 23rd, he tweeted his new handheld console that was coming with some accompanying pictures, and the internet quickly discovered this console was just a more expensive reskin of a knockoff console that already existed called the Power Kitty A9, A19. The price for this power kitty is about seventy to eighty dollars. Mm. Any guesses at Soldier Boy's price? Obviously, just like red version. Two hundred. Two fifty. Three hundred dollars. <laughs> Soldier Boy, have a day off, mate. Day yeah. off. It's a year off. Yeah. Jeez. It's just. He's an odd one. Although I'm convinced now he's just trolling. He, he can't be this stupid. Well, maybe he can. I don't know, but yeah. I've just looked at the price of the Atari coin right now, yep. and it's trading for just over seven pence <laughs> per coin. So that means that roughly Soldier Boy's payment for all of the um, marketing that he gave to Atari was 70 grand. Hey. Hey. And the ownership of Atari, clearly. Oh, yeah, obviously. Oh, clearly. Yeah. He now owns Atari. What a muppet. Shall we move on to what we call it play? Yes, please. Well, come on up, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Go on, Nathan. What we, what are you playing? What am I playing? Well, um, Matt's been talking about a particular game over the last couple of pods, um, and I started playing it myself. Um, it's Wreckfest. Mm. And I'm not going to lie, I've been absolutely, I've been having a bit of a blast with this one. It's not what I expected. Um, so I did download it because it was on PS Plus, thankfully. And the um, I started a career build. I'm like, right, I'm going to like have a car. I'm going to smash it into people. But before that, I start my career and I was like, oh, lawn mowers. This this is interesting. So as the game starts, you you and 25 other people are smashing into each other with these lawn mowers and trying to blow each other up. I'm like, this is the perfect start to a game. Um, <laughs> anyway, I absolutely demolished the competition, blew up 10 lawn mowers, absolutely killing it. Um, then after you, after the lawn mower thing, then you start getting some more races, which is good, um, w- winning them fairly easily. So I thought, oh, I-, I want a bit of a challenge here. So I went online. Mm. Needless to say, <laughs> that didn't go as well as expected because I've only got about three cars and none of them are that good. Um, so <laughs> in my first race, out of 11 people, I finished 10th. So I beat one person. And that, that one person the other ways up. quit halfway through the race, maybe. But anyway, <laughs> um, the highest I've finished is fifth. So I'm, I'm climbing up the ranks slowly but surely. But right. it's absolutely, it's a fantastic game. I, I really enjoy like arcade races. And this gives me everything that I want. Um, the cars are pretty wacky. And um, it the controls are quite floaty as well. So if like going around the corner and you drift, you don't have too much traction. Well, in my car anyway. And it's just um, it's just a really fun game. Just really enjoying it so far. So I think what I'm going to do is um, continue my career, get a few more cars under my belt, and then go online again. Um, I'm not sure if you can do like any co-op online, but if we could, I think that'd be really fun to do. So yeah, I've been playing a bit of that. Um, other than that, I've been playing Overcooked 2 on the Switch. Um, so I I keep on restarting the game. I thought Overcooked made you too stressed, Nathan. Well, we'll get to that point. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so I, I like to try and get... Uh, so I'll just start with, if you've not played Overcooked before, basically you're this little little creature, person... And you've got to cook certain things and get them out. So you'll do the chopping and then you'll plate things up, um, cook things and then put the meal together in a certain order and then get it out to the customers in a timely manner, hopefully, while not setting things on fire and not burning things and, and all that good stuff. And the levels have got weirdly designed as well. Yeah, that's things it. Yeah. Uh, early on, it's it's pretty standard during the kitchen, uh, but later on, there's like little treadmill things that try and like stop you from getting to where you need to go. Um, there's flying ships that you're on that that like break apart and come back together. Um, yeah, it can get quite wacky uh, as you get through the game. But yeah, like early on, it's it's really nice and relaxing. You've got enough time to do your chopping, get to where you need to be, wash all the pots and everything, get the food out. It's absolutely great. But then you get later on in the uh, game and, um, yeah, it does get stressful. I'm not going to lie. There's been times where I've not been able to get the orders out. I'm losing. There's 30 seconds to go and I'm just there donutting around, running around as everything sets on fire. And I'm like, I don't care anymore. <laughs> I can't do it. And I'm just there, like, rocking on the sofa, like, just leave me alone, overcooked. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I would advise um, getting a friend to play it with you because Overcooked 2 is does on multiplayer. Um, so if there's somebody that you trust enough and that you know you're not going to argue with and kill, then, <laughs> then uh, yeah, play it with a friend because it is quite a bit easier. Um, I'll go. I'll go over the last game that I've been playing a bit of. Um, so I've been playing a fighting game called Garu Mao. Now this is a 2D fighter um, by SNK, and it was um, on the Xbox 360 arcade, and it recently came out on Games for Gold. So I thought I'd give it a download and give it a try. Um, it's a it's a decent little fighter. I mean I'm enjoying it. My favourite character is called Butt. Don't read too much into that. It's a dude, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yes, yeah, so I'm I'm playing through the arcade at the minute. I don't know who any of the fighters are that I'm beating up, but I'm doing pretty well, and um, yeah, enjoying playing that. I've had my ass kicked a few times, but um, I keep getting back on the horse and trying again. And your butt um, kicked. Come on, Nathan. You oh, <laughs> damn it! Can't believe it. Maybe next time. Um, other than that, um, just been playing a bit of FIFA with you guys. We're doing quite well, aren't we? Recently, we were uh, stuck in Division Seven, and uh, we've like been rising bag. the ranks. Mixed bag. No, it's all been good. Well, it's, all... it's been more wins than losses. Recently. It was the win loss, win loss, win loss, win loss. Oh yeah, that were insane. Well, I can't believe that. And then we had that draw, and broke the duck. And then we had back to back wins. Hey. It's all right. It could be worse. Yeah. So we've had worse seasons. Yeah, definitely. We're in the heights of Division 4 now, so we'll see if we can get to Division 1 before FIFA 2022, which is going to be coming out early October. So not too I'm, far. I'm just, I'm just going to call it now. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> just not going to happen. We'll see. Um, go on then, Mark. What have you been playing? That's all I've done. Well, mine's going to be very quick because I've only played one thing, and there's not a whole lot I can really say about it. So... With the new one on the horizon, the new game, uh, I picked up Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which I oh, wow. hadn't played previously. Only played the, the campaign. I'm mm. not going to get into the multiplayer now because it's going to be full of sweats and I don't fancy getting angry because that happens enough in games that we've just mentioned. Yes. So, yeah, it's it's. I have to say the Black Ops games, the campaigns, have probably been the least interesting to me, actually, I think. It says in their campaigns, but this one I thought it was quite enjoyable. Uh, it does rip off Bioshock, I have to say, at some point. What I did like is that they had it has some moral decisions, you have to pick mm. bits and you have to make a decision towards the end, and it can lead to one or two missions. Now, me being a good boy, I obviously wait for the, the, the good ending. And I have yep. to say, the final mission was so underwhelming on that mission. I have to say, it it was, yeah. It Can was you so roll un- it back and do the bad ending? Well, I'll reload. I, I went, yeah, because you, you obviously can reload. Can, yeah, you can pick your the level. Oh, that's the good. Level select, and I went back and I thought, right, I'll I'll just try the other one, see what happens. It's so much better. <laughs> it's just better. <laughs> see, it pays it's, just, it's just much. It's just much more interesting. And I thought, yep, that yep, is. that's that's my canon ending. I'm having that one. So yeah, but yeah, it's. There's not much else to say about it. It's just it plays well, you know, as Call of Duty normally does. It's a really intriguing level that deals with memory and mind and that kind of thing. I don't want to say too much in case you want to play it. That's an interesting level. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's smooth, plays smooth as any Call of Duty does. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's just a case of shoot all the things, isn't it? You know, that's 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 the Call of Duty way. It's mm-hmm. pretty much how what it comes down to. Yeah. <laughs> well, I managed to pick it up quite cheap, so I thought, right, let's I'll play this now before Vanguard comes out. Which I'm looking forward to because it's going back to World War Two and now yeah. a lot of people a lot of people dismiss that because they're tired of the whole World War Two setting, but as I've made said previously, the called World War Two is easily my favourite Call of Duty that I played. It's the one I put most into. So I'm looking forward to that one. And I'll pick that one up. But yeah, that's that's all I'll put all I've played, really. So Matt, what have you been playing? Um well not a lot of anything new, I'll be honest. Uh, uh, I'm gonna slap you if you don't ever come up with something new now. Does it rhyme with Splot Night? I don't know what you're talking about. Actually, I've not really played much of Sports Night uh, this last two weeks. I don't know. I I think we uh, we we might have mentioned it either on the last pod or somehow sort of in the last two weeks. Um, but I ended up kind of going back to um, Call of Duty World War Two. Mm. Uh, I just enjoy it. It's an easy card to get back into. Um, you just play war and then shoot people and fun times. Um, I also shooty bang bang. Yeah, uh, I went. I also went back to Star Wars Battlefront Two a little bit, um, just because I, I I do enjoy it. That's a game that I've I played it, you know, shortly after launch. When mm. of course there was the whole yeah myriad of issues it had. Yes, the loot box controversy and all that business. Yeah. Played it a bit, mm. and then just never touched it since. But I know it's gone through like an entire. I know it's well, probably it's, much it's a different game the now. entire redemption arc. Uh, <laughs> um, is is a fun game. Um, I think I think it was fun. It was fun when it first came out. I think it was just because of the whole controversy of loot boxes and yeah. how you upgrade your weapons and stuff that you shouldn't shouldn't be doing through loot boxes. Um, but I think once once they brought out the like the the update that kind of removed all of that, removed having to. You know, get star cards and and weapon upgrades from boxes. I think that's when it started become like now it's just purely fun. Now you now you're playing it because you want to progress your soldier, you want to upgrade stuff, and they they focus a lot on upgrading um, the balance stuff and bringing new units and uh, being able to play any hero through any kind of period of time for the free trilogies. Um, so yeah, it's just it's. I find it fun. I whenever I go back to it, I always I always have a good fun with it. Um, I love the new the the Galactic Assault um, game mode where it's like um, you get placed on a the map. There's control points. Whoever control controls the most for a certain time, then you you go into like the next phase of the the winning team goes on to the enemy's like battleship, and you have to like then start like a whole new kind of game from that. But you've got like a time limit then. You've got like five minutes to try and blow up the the enemy's power reactors. If you don't do it, then you end up coming back to the previous map and you kind of start the cycle again. So that's quite fun. I always I enjoy that. It, it really adds a lot to the game. Like you could be there for like an hour and you'd still not completed one one game session of that. So um, some people like it, some don't, but I enjoy it. Really, so the, the game that I've most played with like the biggest update... Um, so since the last pod has been Phasmophobia. Um, mm. They released their new exposition update. So um, 
all of the well one it's got like a new it's got a new map it's like the smallest map but it's designed where you now have to use the environment to hide from the ghost and not like normally you could you could either get away from it and hide in another room or you could hide in like a locker or something um this one is a little bit more difficult in that you kind of got to use the furniture to kind of move around it when it tries to hunt hunt around you um which is a bit difficult the first time around when i played it because i immediately died <laughs> Uh, we didn't find the ghost room in time, and then once the hunt started, um, it just immediately jumped onto me. So I was like, oh, cool. Mm. Um, but in this update, they've updated all the, the the equipment models and some of the lighting effects. So the lighting looks really nice now. Like, the torch gives off a quite like a mist rather than like just a, a straight light beam, mm. um, which hurts retinas. Um, <laughs> Uh, they've also added like a new a new item to they can use as like an equipment type to figure out the ghosts like what ghost type it is and they've added like two new ghost types that kind of use the item as well so the equipment that they've added in is called a dot matrix which basically like you place on the floor and it emits kind of like a, a green laser field type thing so you, if you're if you've got the right ghost type that you need for that equipment, the ghost will emit like a, a silhouette and kind of run through this field um, if you can spot it, which is pretty cool. And well, they've added a couple of new things to the update, but overall, it's um, it's kind of renewed my interest back into it because I was there's only so much of like the same map and the same kind of ghost types that you can that you can take, and it starts getting a bit like not too scary or anything just feels a bit oh I'm just doing the same thing but the updates have a lot of new stuff like the the models look really nice like they've made the equipment look more like they're from like the 90s or something um which is pretty cool um because like the video camera now you can use it um as like a handheld so you can you can like view it and stuff um which is pretty cool other than that that's um that's pretty much all I've been playing I bought that when I was drunk and I've still not played it yet. Phasma <laughs> following yeah, you were drunk. <laughs> yeah, I bought it on Steam when I was drunk. That's funny. I'm just like, I think the other time I'm going to play it is probably when I'm drunk again. So I'll have to get on to that. <laughs> I'd be interested. Stream it, Mark. Stream it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. It is good, though. I, I do like the update. I do think it is a good game. And um, some of the stuff they've got planned for the future, like reworking how the ghost works and they've, they've added some more like sounds to the ghost as well so you could be just walking in around and suddenly you get like a whisper in your ear which is not oh, at yeah. all frightening. lovely um, lovely let's <laughs> make sure i've got the headphones on for that one yeah, yeah. for that pure immersion yeah I'd, I'd love to give this a go on vr if they brought it for like psvr2 or something why <laughs> no <laughs> you don't i'll say that I imagine you've played Resi 7 VR, haven't you? Uh, I played a bit of Resi 7. You tried that a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you tried. tried. There's, there's definitely, like, it definitely adds like a new um, atmosphere to the game. Yeah. I, I won't want to play the whole game. <laughs> I don't want to be any part of that atmosphere. Yeah. Just give me the VR games when I'm running my corner shop. Shop simulator. <laughs> shall we move on to the video game Hall of Fame? Yes. Yes, we shall. Okay, so I inducted this episode. It was released in 2011. 
for Windows, Mac OS X, Linux, PS3, and Xbox 360. Developed and published by Valve, it's Portal 2. I didn't realise it'd been 10 years. Yeah, can you believe it? Wow. 10 whole years. Well, I feel it's almost, it's almost as old as GTA 5. Oh, don't even say that. That's, that's I can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is madness when you think about it. Mm. But enough about that. I'm, I'm going to say that no, I think this is possibly the greatest puzzle game ever made. Certainly for me. I know there's other great puzzles out there, but for me, I think this is the top dog for me. It's definitely up there. 100%. It is a, it is a fantastic game. How do we describe the game for anyone who's not played it there? It involves portals, I'll tell you that. Yeah, so you've got what's called the portal gun, and um, you can fire an opening portal and like a closing portal, and you use that to traverse levels. That's what I'd say about the portal gun. Yeah, pretty much. You play a character called Chow, who wakes up in the Aperture Science, was it Aperture Science Laboratories? Is that what it's called? Something yeah, like that. And then it's your job to try and escape with the help of a character who comes to assist you called Wheatley. Wheatley's amazing. Yeah. Why didn't we have them for like one of the best sidekicks when we asked that question? I don't think that. Yeah, you did. I think it was like an honourable mention. Yeah, but he was great. I mean, Stephen Merchant did that to perfection. There's one quote that he says pretty early on in the game, and I, I jotted this down as I were replaying it. And I want this on a T-shirt. He says, people with brain damage are the real heroes. <laughs> <laughs> so when we start out, we start out in uh, in the facility and um, something goes wrong and you wake up and things are a bit all over the place. Mm. And uh, yeah. Wheatley comes to try and get you. And then you've got to start going through a few puzzles pretty early on, go through six or seven portal puzzles and in that it just basically goes through the mechanics of the game just in case you've not played portal one initially you only start with a gun that does one portal don't you yeah that's right yeah yeah you pick up so like the opening portal is already done for you you can just choose where to go yeah so it's sort of like a tutorial basically mm-hmm. and then you pick up the double one but that's when you come across the person from the, the first game mm. glados Again, just a wonderful character. I've got to say, wonderful characters in this game. Mm, yeah. the, the script writing is just insanely good. Comedy gold all the way around. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whether it's Wheatley or GLaDOS, yeah, they've, they've both got the moments. I think the voice acting, I don't know who voiced GLaDOS, but it's, it's really chilling as well, which just adds to it. Chilling, is it, do you think? I'd, I'd say it was chilling. I think it's more the hints of sarcasm in it that I just love. Yeah. <laughs> you get through sort of like the tutorial levels, um, and then I suppose you end up sort of teaming up with Wheatley to uh, sort of fight GLaDOS. Roughly about halfway through, um, you, you end up replacing GLaDOS's AI with Wheatley, don't you? Yeah. yeah. Then Wheatley gets a little bit power-hungry, to say the least. To say the least, yeah. Um, yeah, it just like it. I don't know. It's like the it just ends up driving him like insane with power and like everything that he can he can do because he's he's always been treated as like the uh, the odd one 
the odd one yeah. in the in the whole facility. <laughs> you would do that, wouldn't you? Well, yeah. Oh, Don't well. tell me you would take Nathan would definitely take all the power. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I would. Yeah, so he takes over and gets a bit power hungry, and he sends you and like the the head remains of Glados into into like the the underground facility, like further down into the facility, back in like mm. the uh, wrecked place and stuff. So um, you do a bit of platforming um, initially to kind of make your way up a couple of levels, and I think at this point this is where you end up making that like packed with with GLaDOS because she's ended up being she's kind of got turned into a potato at this yeah, point. Yeah she got transferred <laughs> into a potato so potato. she can uh, really, by, she yeah, can really draw on so much power at that stage so she can't lie or do anything no. devious um, at that stage. Yeah and she she's getting uh, pecked on by birds which is quite funny when you first meet her. <laughs> you have to like yeah. knock her off uh, the bird's nest to free her in, in a central effect so you uh you free it and you attach it to the, to the portal gun, um and then you end up in front of this like massive kind of almost like a fallout vault um that was underneath the underneath the whole facility. Um, you find a way to to kind of open it, and that just essentially you essentially end up in in the world of of what Aperture was kind of before it is now. So for the whole Glados stuff, like I think it was, I think it's not as Aperture industries at this point yeah and you get introduced to to the to the whole order of of who made uh, aperture which was cave johnson yeah um another wonderfully um scripted character and voiced by jk simmons um which i think just makes it just so much better like i love the, the like the initial part of it like when you get in and you hear like cave johnson is like optimistic he's like all about the science and and um, if stuff happens to you, don't worry, you're insured and stuff, sort of. Um, <laughs> and like, I love all the voice lines and stuff. Like, if you uh, like, the, there's there's one moment I think there's one of my favorite ways. Like, if you um, if you start bleeding, you find that your blood's like gasoline. Don't worry, we've been pump- we've been pumping you with this la- this like laser way thing to turn your blood to gasoline. It's like, wait a minute, what? It's like okay, it's like all the like wonderfully mad stuff that they came up with. Um, There's a few bits like that, um, like if you find like liquid protruding from your ears, just push against your temples and you'll be fine. It's words <laughs> of that effect. Yeah. There's so many good ones. Um, so at this point, you get you start to get introduced to the um, the the gels, the different coloured gels. Mm. Mm. Which adds so much to like the, the puzzling part. Like, yeah. It's such a, a different dynamic. Um, really enjoyed this part of it because I think you first get introduced to is it the blue one? I think I think you first get introduced to the blue one. Is that the bouncy one? Yeah. Yeah. So wherever wherever you you use your paws to sort of paint the the walls on, um, you can then jump on them and you can bounce to. To get to higher levels uh, and and whatnot, or to to keep obviously you can give you momentum as you bounce around and stuff. Um, and then I think you and then you go into sort of the next section. So like each section at this point is like an era of aperture um, that you get to sort of un, 
unveil and stuff. So I think I think the first one was like the 60s or something. It was like the 50s or 60s. The next one ends up being like the next decade up. So like into the 60s or 70s. Um, and I think at this point, this is where you introduce the, the red gel. Mm. So um, wherever you put red gel on, you increase your forward momentum. Yeah. Um, and continues to add another dynamic to the puzzling because at some point you can com- start combining like the red and blue to speed, like speed up onto the blue, and they can jump over to like long distances, which is pretty cool. Um, and then I think the next section, which is like the 70s, 80s, um, is when you get introduced to the, the white gel. Um, so wherever you paint white gel, you can then use your poles pretty much wherever they are so that opens up even more of the, like the puzzle and the physics side of stuff and i think what i like as you go through each era is you, you always hear like cape johnson playing recorded messages um i like the one where um there's one where like i think he's he's like scientists are telling him to not say certain things because it's pre-recorded and he's like i'll say what i want i'll, I'll just make more pre-recorded messages that's what it tells me <laughs> Oh, it's, uh, it's a perfect role for J.K. Simmons, isn't it? Yeah, it's so good. Um, but what I like is, like, as you go through each sort of era of Aperture, like, um, well, one, the logo always seems to change, um, which is kind of cool. So you can see how much, like, they've they've tried to change in way of, like, what science stuff they have to work on and stuff. And also, like, the, like, the optimism that Gabe Johnson has at the start just starts deteriorating as he goes through and stuff. Um to the point where I think he, he start, you can tell he's, he's visibly and not visibly, but um, audibly, he's getting more and more ill and sick to the point that like right at the end, um, Zoe is like my my favourite um, pre-recorded message that Cave Johnson does is the one about the lemons. Yes. Um, I don't know why. It's just it's just so funny. So I think it was like um, you hear the message like I've been I've been thinking um about things um when life gives you lemons i used to have this remembered i used to have it funnily enough as like a phone wallpaper just because i loved it so much it was some like oh is it um life gives you lemons don't make lemonade make life take yeah, the lemons it. back yeah <laughs> get mad what do i want to do with lemons the mad see life's manager Rule the day that life gave Cave Johnson lemons. Do you know who I am? I'm the man who's going to burn your house down with the lemons. <laughs> I want to get my engineers to make combustible lemons to burn your house down. Uh, but it's just Do such you know what? That's, like, that's amazing. I've got the entire quote in front of me and you pretty much nailed it. Yeah, I, I, I can. Some days I'll be able to nail it. Other days I'm like... Oh, we know about <laughs> cosplaying us. <laughs> yeah, that's it. If I ever go to Comic Con, I'm gonna go as Cave Johnson. <laughs> but I just I love that bit. Um, and obviously by by the time you get through the rest of um, sort of Aperture Industries, um, you find out that Cave Johnson wants to give give like the control of Aperture to um, characters called Carolyn. Like she's I don't know if you actually, I don't think you ever hear her in any of the pre-recorded messages. I can't remember. But it's, it's, um, 
you work out that I think Carolyn is Cave Johnson's wife. And I don't know what it is that, that triggers it. It's something that I think, I think there's like a message or some sort of memory or something that you see sort of at that end bit that you kind of work out that Carolyn ended up being Lados. I think I might get that wrong. But I feel like that that was the link because there's uh, there's one there's yeah there's a, was a pre I think one of Johnson's like last pre-recorded messages. He's talking about being able to download someone's kind of brain and 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 like thoughts and stuff in onto like a CD ROM basically. So I think they they make it a way that like that's actually what happens with Carolyn and. Um, she ends up being Glados, who ends up looking after Aperture and that, but her AI goes a bit haywire and ends up making everyone there pretty much dead. I think it's it's implied that that's it. But yeah, um, as, once you get through all of like the the old Aperture, um, you end up back in you end up back in like the I suppose the, the modern. Aperture. I forgot how how it's done. I think it's like there's like a back door that you you end up getting through or something. Um, I can't remember so the the whole details of how it is. But you start you then end up essentially playing Wheatley's game of Aperture in in effect like his uh, his uh, puzzles that end up all being kind of death traps. There is there is one that I did like where you. You, I think you're jumping through some of the, the walls that have like come out and stuff and you ended up on a platform where Wheatley's like greets you and stuff and like he, he goes through like a monologue and stuff but it's like a trap of like if you stay on like the platform for too long he ends up like crushing you yeah um, which got me the first time because I was like oh I want to hear what you say oh damn it <laughs> tricked me but yeah you work through all of his um of his puzzles, which starts involving the um, the anti gravity kind of lift thing, yeah. Um, and like you start learning about that, and then it starts combining the gels with that as well. So the puzzles start getting really complex, and uh, I, I think yeah, this is the point where I really like Paul. It, like really shows how much is like possible with all the, the stuff you've learned from this point. Yeah, the learning curve is excellent. I think yeah it's, it's such yeah. a right way that you learn each aspect just when you need it and it's not <laughs> you're not all this stuff just isn't thrown on you at once yeah that's uh, it yeah that is that is really good they do introduce things at the right time and yeah I think some of the some of the later puzzles did stump me a bit for a while um I'm not gonna lie a couple of them I did need to look up um <laughs> some guides <laughs> but, uh, to get through Boo that man. Yeah. Ooh, that's cheating. Man. I kind of I like that in the game though. I like the fact that it's you're not time restricted. I don't like that. I like that aspect of just studying your surroundings, mm. working out what you've got to be able to use, like mm. what what skills have you learned so far, what what's around you, and then just it's trial and error, isn't it? Each puzzle. Yeah, yeah. And you never get into a position. You never really get into a position where you're stuck. Oh yeah. I, I, well, I, I, no, I don't mean I don't mean stuck in that aspect. I mean, yeah, that, if, I mean, if you, you can't wrong, roll it back. Yeah, you can start still, again. Yeah, yeah. It just boggles my mind how they even come up with these puzzles. Mm, that that team is really good at, at doing that kind of stuff. 
Maybe they just thought, oh, we're not going to do a Portal 3 because it's just far too complicated to think <laughs> yeah, of anymore. Yeah, yeah. Power <laughs> from Portal 2 and they'll just leave it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a good bit as well, I think, um, after you've left like the old Aperture, there's there's a series of... I think there's... there's I could be getting this wrong. There's, there's a series of puzzles that you have to use um, one of the turrets for. Mm. Um, you end up making like a, a good turret. Are you like, still like, there? Yeah, um, having the personality in turrets, is, I don't know who came up with that idea. It's just yeah. genius. I love that the turrets have got their own personality as well, and you're, like, you're carrying it around and making sure you're looking after it. Um, and then I think really makes you d- destroy it by on, on purpose. It's yeah. quite a sad bit, actually. You've carried it for for a few few puzzles. You get to learn its, its personality and how much it's gone insane. <laughs> Uh, uh, makes you destroy it, which is a bit sad. But then I think there's like there's one long run of before you get to sort of start fighting really of like just just absolute death trap after death trap of like going from like platform to platform, all the walls that keep on coming in and out with the spikes and stuff. That's that's a mental area. You get to a point where you do end up sort of outside his room and you start learning that there's like other AI that have been kind of corrupt or have like different their own different personalities and stuff i think i, I want to say it's probably a safe but everyone's favorite AI, ai that one is the one that goes space <laughs> um but yeah then you, you get into the room and you you end up sort of battling wheelie basically um actually this is quite quite a creative boss battle because it's not your typical you know like first person shooter just shoot the weak point and you win yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta do quite a few things in effect that like um you've got to combine poles with the gel that um really sometimes accidentally brings in to help you um when he goes a bit insane um and it's all about getting all these corrupt AI onto him to the point yeah because you got to corrupt his core aren't you yeah you got corrupt his core enough that um. It opens like the emergency remove AI yeah, area. So you can that you try and replace it with GLaDOS, can't you? That's yeah. So, but like the the way you have to take them down, I think it's like in three stages, and they're all incredibly creative. Um, some of the stuff was was a bit tricky because there's a lot of stuff about having to um, get the white gel onto sun panels um, to be able to then pull on to like pull in the well you have to then get to like a certain height pull close to Wheatley and like attach the iron to him um summer was quite tricky there definitely a couple of attempts i think i took on it um but once you get AIs onto him um it opens up the emergency replace ai place <laughs> i don't know what's actually called um and then you attach um, you attach GLaDOS to it. Wheelie starts going mental to the point that the whole like facility starts, um, well, pretty much crashing and stuff and going nuts. And there's a point where like um, you've got you've got a pole already on like somewhere on on a, like a panel, and you get to sort of see like the moon in the distance. This and, this like point. I was like. No, surely you wouldn't hear like a pole on the moon. Surely that wouldn't work. Um, and then, funny enough, you you take a shot at the moon, 
it hits somehow and then it starts well I suppose the air starts sucking in everything yeah. from the facility no, it's just no like, atmosphere what? so um, like, weekly and you get got her on the moon and then uh, you get saved by GLaDOS don't you yeah so like, I think you you get sucked up first and you grab a hold of Wheatley at this point who is clearly screaming for his life doesn't want once she's let go doesn't want you to take him with him uh you go through and then GLaDOS kind of pulls you back and um the portals get stopped at that point so I suppose you you save the day with GLaDOS mm. um and there is a there is like a tense point where like it, it seems GLaDOS might go back on her word but she does end up allowing you to leave uh, aperture finally yeah it was quite a somber moment that you know as the door opens and then the light and then there's just a just a clear field and you walk out door shuts behind you and then well it's you you get the elevator up to to the place don't you hmm. i think this is like this is like the the credits bit where while you're going up the the left you get the i suppose turret song that happens with the king turret I think that happens in the credits, isn't it? Or is it? Yeah. Go once you've gone. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's reminiscent of um, the cake is the live song from the first game. Still alive. Oh, that's it. Still alive. Um, and a little bit of a sad moment, I thought, leaving Aperture while these turrets are singing. Bittersweet. <laughs> that's what we'll call it. Bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. At least we got, got out alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah, you go through the lift, uh, open up the, the door, and you're out into the, the real world. And the game pretty much ends there. Yeah. No yeah. Portal 3 for you. Yeah. And then there's a there's a bit after we're Wheatley in space, <laughs> where, uh, uh, where he's just apologising, and they're like, oh, <laughs> even though you tried to kill me multiple times. Should have thought about that earlier, shouldn't you, pal? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah, those are AI were funny. Did you guys ever play the co-op campaign? No, never played it co-op. Only single did, yeah. player. That's really good. Really good, weren't it? Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I do. I do like the little story of the being sort of two test robots. Is it Atlas and Peabody, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Who on the front cover? Mm. Yeah. Mm. But it's, it's it's complicated enough coming up with puzzles that. Yeah, that's that's satisfies like one player, but to, to do the way it needs requires two, double the complication. Yeah, mm. some of the puzzles were really crap as well for the use of two players. Yeah, I, I just remember that one way you've got to do like the velocity thing, and it's just one person going, <laughs> 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 it's like, no, I'm not going to change anything, I'm just going to keep me doing that. Yep. One thing that I did find, because uh, I, I started playing it again fairly recently, is that it works on the Series X as well, so it's yeah, so you can play on there, which is good. One thing I've noticed, though, is that the second time I played it, I played mm. it a lot faster, because I understood all the physics a lot more. Yeah. I yeah. think that's one problem with the game. I think once you've been through it and you learn all the things, it becomes very easy to get back through it again. I mean, I can't really complain about it because it's done so well in that first instance when you're playing it. But I did find a way I sort of sped through a second run through it. But I think I think when it got to the actual puzzles, 
I was able to go, right, I, I need to do that, that, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I know what I'm doing it. I think I'll need to play two-player, get that experience. Yeah, I don't know if I've completed the two-player. I definitely played it, but I can't remember completing it. Take Portal 3. Yeah, I'd love it if they did a Portal 3. Wheatley patches into a space station and then comes back. Shall we, shall we finish for one thing? I picked my three favourite GLaDOS insults from early on in the game. Go on, then. Should I try and do it in a GLaDOS voice? I don't know. Most people emerge from suspension terribly undernourished. I want to congratulate you on beating the odds and somehow managing to pack on a few pounds. Is that the voice? No, that was my real voice. (laughs) (laughs) Look at you, soaring through the air like an eagle, piloting a blimp. (laughs) Last one, we'll go. Well done. Here are the test results. You are a horrible person. I'm serious. That's what it says. A horrible person. We weren't even testing for that. Don't let that horrible person thing discourage you. It's just a data point. If it makes you feel any better, science has now validated your birth mother's decision to abandon you on a doorstep. <laughs> Blooming egg, savage. And Love with it. that, that is Portal 2 into the video game Hall of Fame. Yay! <laughs> if you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release by weekly Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post the Hall of Fame. Also, feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on YouTube and Facebook, as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. Until next time, thanks for listening. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. She's just clicking onto the home because she don't want Prince Charles to have it. Yeah, that's it. I won't want him to have it either. I don't care about the royal family. Who would just do this episode? (laughs) We do like the royal family. Jim, Barbara, (laughs) Nana. Anyway, I I like that one where where Barbara says, I'm not cooking tonight. And everyone's like kicking off like, what's going on? And like, we're having chippies. (laughs) Everyone goes mental. And that's... and that episode where they actually get Sky TV. It's, <laughs> oh, it's British life to a T, isn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> You're right, Bob.